Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Central Texas Living with Ann Harder. Hello, I'm Ann Harder. Welcome to Central Texas Living, the podcast. You know, the COVID pandemic has exacted a pretty heavy toll on a lot of people for a lot of reasons. Of course, job losses meant an uncertain future for folks, and then that has led into mental health challenges. And uh, we're seeing an opioid abuse crisis even before we'd ever heard of COVID and uh, the coronavirus. But joining me now is Delisa Russell, and it is a delight to have you. Your group CEO at Promises Behavioral Health, Right Step Houston. Of course, here in Central Texas, we got to know each other through the Veterans One Stop. That's right. That That's you right. headed up and, and did such a magnificent job. And I know we were all sorry to see you move to the Houston area, to the Woodlands, but uh, it's great to have you back. Well, thank you. And you know, a part of my heart is always here in Central Texas. Um, we'll talk some more later about how I want to be able to continue to help Central Texas, but, but the people here are so gracious and what a wonderful collaborative community. And I think that it, it, it's wonderful that we're talking about this very difficult topic right now. Well, the mental health problems that have come out of COVID uh, are numerous. Um, there was, a, as I mentioned, an opioid crisis before that. And the numbers are really kind of staggering. Over the past 20 or so years, nearly 400,000 Americans yes. have died from an overdose of opioids. Yes, they were saying in 2019, before we ever even heard the word COVID, that that opioid deaths were up to like 70,000. And then just recently in December of 20, they said that in our country, since we started looking at COVID, that the deaths were up at least 20% more than that. So this is this is certainly the perfect storm, uh, certainly uh, a crisis that, that is touching so many lives, whether you suffer from addiction or not. Most of us may have a family member or a loved one or a friend um, that's, that's facing this challenge right now. Of course, as a painkiller, hydrocodone, it's great. I mean, it is a great drug. I have broken both wrists and became quite familiar with uh, hydrocodone for, you know, a matter of a few days. But I found out, and it's a, and it does 
the job, which is right. what it was designed That's to what do. It's supposed to do. Right, but after about four or five days, like, okay, I need to stop taking this. And so I did, and I mean, I felt awful. I felt like I had the flu, did not want to eat. I mean, I really understood. I understood, number one, why you would want to keep taking something that made you. I mean, I did reach a point, and this is all during the re, you know, rehabilitation <laughs> from a broken wrist, that sense of euphoria right. that apparently these drugs give we saw that quite a bit yeah. and when we were um you know before before i i came to waco um when i was in san antonio and i was working with the active duty mm-hmm. and the active duty who had been jumping out of airplanes oh. who had all the had a lot lots of, pain of pains from yeah. that um but we started as a nation seeing that there was a, there was abuse and there were problems with that and they radically reduced that even with our active duty and our veterans, and I saw what people would say was a, a perfectly good soldier, Marine, never had a problem yeah. because they were so dependent upon this drug, and all of a sudden it was taken away from them, lined up in criminal activity to get it um, because they couldn't get it. I, I remember specifically a very young Marine that I was working with who was had medals all over and was a heroin addict because he needed some kind of relief, not just from the physical pain, but a lot of the the mental pain that he was in. And and as you say, you know, it may start with just I'm going to take this for my tooth, but then it would oh yeah, a backache or what you know whatever. It can be a very innocent you know or a, a okay. real legitimate reason. To need a painkiller, but but something like that is just for a temporary time. And especially if yeah. you know addiction being a disease, if you are already predisposed, right? And and we've been talking a lot about how this is the perfect storm because of the co-occurring disorder. Um, if you suffer from depression, anxiety, trauma, um, how many of us have thought about depression, anxiety during COVID? Yeah, they, they never had a problem with right. that before because of the isolation right. and fear. Right. There was a good deal of not understanding this virus and being afraid to death of Absolutely. catching it. And then what's going to happen? You know, all that. That certainly impacted people's ability to get help, even if maybe in a well, normal world they might have said, you know, I, I may be having a problem. I might need to go talk to a doctor about this or a counselor about this. Well, you couldn't do that couldn't do because that. you couldn't go to the doctor's office. You couldn't go to the counselor's office. Um, we look at healthy ways to deal with our stress, like we go to the gym, right? Mm-hmm. Or we go out to eat or we go and we, we see friends and family. How did that work out during COVID? The gyms were closed. We couldn't go see our families. Yeah. We couldn't be with our friends. We couldn't do the yeah, spiritual the, support of right, churches. You couldn't go to church. Churches weren't um, it, meeting. It, yeah. it was definitely, um, it, you can see how, how it could have gotten out of hand. I mean, again, it, this was already rising before COVID. I think that's really important we note that because we don't want to say that this is just a problem because of COVID. This was already on the rise before COVID with all of the deaths, like you mentioned. But now I think that um, the spotlight is really on us to how do we help people that are struggling, whether 
they are ready. Uh, we knew that they were struggling with addiction or now because of the co-occurring disorder, they have the anxiety, they're drinking too much, you know, they've turned to, to other drugs. How do we help them? Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about uh, promises. And uh, this is it based in Houston? No, actually, it's based in Tennessee. Really? And mm-hmm. we're, we're all over the country. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to talk about our Texas facilities because, uh, you know, I'm running the one in, in Houston. Uh, we also have one in the Hill Country. We have one in Dallas. Mm. And uh, when this uh, is broadcasted, we will be talking about our new facility, which is Promises Brazos Valley, which is in College Station. You know, up with the Aggies. We always talk <laughs> about the Baylor Bears, right? But right. Up in College Station. And uh, on Friday, they're going to be having an open house. So if people want to go over and see that that new facility and, you know, Maybe pretty soon we'll be talking a little bit more about Waco. Yeah, you are looking into uh, moving further into Central Texas right. in the Waco area. And I, and I know there's such a need for this kind of help for right. people. And uh, what, our, what our outpatient clinics are called, we call them p- the PATH programs. Uh-huh, P-A-T-H. Yes, and so pr- you know, providing access. Uh, we really, and, and I encourage anybody who's listening, if they want to go onto our Promises website, that they can look at a, a little bit more about that. But being able to provide a partial PHP program is what we call them, or an intensive outpatient program, or even we're looking a lot at medicated-assisted treatment um, for for people that may have to go on a medication to keep them mm-hmm to keep them sober. And I think that there's a lot of studies going on about that. You know, Waco is a fabulous community of collaborative partners. Um, I'm very excited to say that Dana Lafayette, which a lot of people might know that are listening to this, she was essential in working with our judicial system here with substance use disorder here. Um, I loved her so much. I begged her to come to Houston, and now she's one of our clinical directors in the program, and, and she too has a, has a real love for Waco. And we were talking, and we said, wouldn't it be amazing if we could be able to provide some of the things that we're providing across Texas back to our friends and family in the Waco area? So yeah, we're looking at that and, and more to come. Well, that is exciting, and, and that will make this kind of help even more accessible to people, um, but I guess you can go online and check more. Right, right, and they can go to, to thepromises.com mm-hmm. um, and look at that because uh, we talk a lot about promises, and uh, the, the options there, you can look at my facility in Houston, um, looking at them throughout the nation, but uh, we are in Tennessee, we're in Florida, we're in Massachusetts, Pennsylvania. I think you're people that are, are going to be seeing a whole lot more of this amazing company uh, run uh, our, our CEO is a social worker. Uh, I have the most fabulous boss, and, you know, he's a <laughs> social worker. Uh, I started off here, you know, when I got out of Baylor. That was That, was, that is what I started as a social worker right. and a licensed professional counselor. A lot of people don't know that I'm a clinician by background, but um, that just makes what I do even more meaningful because I do feel like we're saving lives every day. And, oh, there's no question about and that. And families, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we think about the person that's suffering with addiction um, or depression or anxiety, but really the impact that that has on the family mm-hmm. um, has the impact on the community. 
Um, and we really want to be able to, to give an environment that they can go to, you know, that's not judgmental, that, that they can get great care uh, from, you know, master's levels clinicians and, mm-hmm. and, and doctors who really know how to treat addiction. Well, the getting the help that they need. And uh, when we come back, we will talk a little bit more about some uh, concrete things that are happening in Texas to uh, sort of chip away at the uh, opioid abuse is- issue as well as, as others as we're going to delve a little, little deeper. Thanks, Delisa. We'll be right back. Thanks. Are you building a new business while managing a family? Are you tired of trying to balance home and work and everything seems to be coming up short? Then there's a podcast made just for you. Baking Your Business from Scratch is where we create the perfect recipe for building a successful business while managing your home and family with love. Come join us and see for yourself. Back with Delisa Russell, who is the group CEO at Promises Behavioral Health, Right Step Houston. And... um, talking about the suffering that so many people have endured because of the COVID pandemic. Uh, I was just hearing recently that suicides are going through the roof, young people. So I think it's crucial that you're, you're setting up these facilities in communities that have pretty large population of young people, Bryan College Station and hopefully Waco soon. Yeah. And you know, when we're talking about things that have led along with the, with, the substance use disorder, the depression, the anxiety, you usually look at things like unemployment. You know, a lot of people now are mm-hmm. without jobs. Oh, sure. Um, changes, lack of structure. You mentioned about about the the teenagers and, and issues that, that they're having. Um, we have a facility in, at, in Dallas that is actually working with the teenagers, and that, that may come to Bryan College Station as well, but right now we're handling that in Dallas because – we so, see so many of our youth struggling. And, you know, I used to hang out up at the, at the church when I was a kid, and we'd play tennis and volleyball and all of that. You know, what are these kids doing if they're not able to go to band practice, if they don't have that support? Of, and the structure uh, that the their lives team. used right, to have. Right, right. And, you know, and families struggling financially. So, mm. um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, it is a it's a perfect storm, as you say. Uh, I know the state of Texas though is taking some steps in basically suing um, some of these drug makers in relation again to the mm-hmm. opioid abuse issue. I mean, it's a it's a legitimate pharmaceutical that does a good thing when it's used properly, but the the misuse of it has caused so many deaths. And what I'm really the most happy about all of that is that. It's not just pointing the finger at the person who is suffering from the addiction. You know, they are already coping with that disease and, and having to work on themselves. But it, it's looking at, at the root causes in the much bigger picture 
than just that individual. So, you know, that, that says a lot that when you really have to look at the root causes of what's going on and, and, and not just pointing a finger or being judgmental or putting having stigma on the individual who's already suffering. Yeah, so much of it is, is self-medication. Uh, knowing that there's something going on, something wrong, and 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 yet what we've seen through the COVID shutdowns and the lockdowns, we're having everything delivered to our houses. It made it that much easier for maybe somebody with a problem with alcohol. It was brought to the door. Right. I mean, you could go, you could order your Mexican food to go with a gallon of margaritas. You know, and how how does that help someone that, that's already <laughs> suffering? I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love some good fajitas. But, you know, when you start looking at somebody no. who's already isolated, already having issues, um, you can see how, again, the perfect storm. Yeah, you told me the story. You and your husband were in the in the midst of all that. Well, let's get out of the house and go take a drive, whatever, see if there's a grocery store it, open. It, it was unbelievable. We couldn't find a grocery store that was open. We couldn't find anything that was open. We saw one light that was on in the strip center, and it was the liquor store. Mm. I mean, what is that? I mean, when you can't go buy milk, but you can go buy vodka and whiskey, I think there's a problem. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the family when when – when there's a loved one who has a problem with uh, substance abuse, is suffering from mental issues, uh, you want to help, but you don't really know how to help, what to do. What What's your advice to the family members well, of loved ones? I mean, looking at the changes, looking at the isolation, mm-hmm. um, that was hard during COVID because we didn't see our loved ones as much you know we weren't talking to them face to face we would just spend a few moments on the phone Um, but but really looking at um, what's going on with them being able to talk um, and and luckily now we're opening back up right we're getting back out and everything again and people are feeling more comfortable and the weather is nicer so being outside is always a good thing and I think that you know but when people do start getting out more, we're going to we're gonna look around and there's going to be some friends and family that we're not seeing and checking on them and, and seeing what's really going on with them, maybe if they're getting back in with their doctors and, and, and getting back to church and, and getting back to those, those ways that they, they coped. If we see that they are really isolating in that, you know, asking those questions without judgment, you know, without labeling it and everything, but because... This is, this is not such an isolated problem. Again, you know, even if you are not suffering, I am sure everybody out there that's listening right now has someone that they're thinking about while they're listening to this podcast. Yeah, it's, it's the isolation and the loneliness that has been so devastating to folks, too, I think. Right. I mean, and we talk and, about... And not really knowing how to reach out or who to reach out to. You know, you know, everybody that's listening to this knows how much I love my veterans and oh, love yeah. our military and everything. And I think a lot of times whenever we were thinking about our, our servicemen and women and, you know, they may be doing a little bit too much drinking or whatever because that's what, you know, because of what they went through. They, we make I'm excuses. Not, I'm not saying, yeah, not, not, not. Or you understand it. Or understand whatever, or, yeah. you know, excusing it. But, it, mm-hmm. but in a way, we, we, we kind of left it over to the side a little bit. What we have gone through as a nation, what we've gone through as a world in this last year has been trauma. Yes. You know, no matter what 
age you're, you're talking about, this has been a traumatic experience for everyone because it changed the entire world as we know it. We didn't know what else was coming. We didn't know, you know, what to do. We were given so many different messages on, on well, what that's was true. best. Right. So, so if we were fe- basically, we were feeling our way along right. with an unknown, and, and that's unsettling. Right. And in I, and of and itself. And that right there, I mean, if, if anything there, you know, we, I think it, it, it opens that door for some more discussions and mm-hmm. maybe some more su- acceptance that, that we've all gone through something really hard, right? A lot of times when we go through something hard, it brings us together, right? When you go through things, it brings you together and it really helps you see the world through other people's eyes. And I, I, really charge people that are listening to this to think about that and when they're thinking about um, reaching out to others and and letting them know look you've been through something difficult you know now what are we going to do because just like we can't keep going on the way we are now doesn't have to be a permanent diagnosis and and neither does addiction you know right it's time that that we get some people some help we give them the hope and if you know if they need to to call me up at Houston, you know, or if they need to go to College Station, see my friend Cameron or Dallas or Hill Country, there's there's wonderful options out there that are looking again, not just at the addiction, but looking at the co-occurring depression, anxiety. I mean, we've really changed on how we need to treat people that are going through this. And of course, you do you offer in-person yes care. Um, but also online, you know, if, at our, if you at our need Houston, to stay, right, you can right. do a Zoom call or whatever and still get right. that counseling there, and There's help. levels of care. I mm-hmm. mean, everything from residential service where someone may come and stay 30 and days stay with me. Mm-hmm. They may come to partial where they're coming every day. They may come to intensive outpatient where they only come a couple of days a week. Um, and, and like what you mentioned, we, we have some options that they can do things virtually as well. Mm-hmm. So the Waco facility, which is a dream right now, but really uh, more than a dream, right? You're actually looking for we're places. Looking. <laughs> we've been we've been we've been looking around town. We've yeah. Been so talking. how big a facility are you looking? What kind of place are you looking for? Well, probably something around five thousand square feet mm-hmm. and everything. What what I'm doing even here while I'm talking to you, I'm really looking at. At, at the people in the community that I got to know so well over at the one stop, uh, you know, the people that, that we could be collaborating with and saying, what is it that you need in mm-hmm. Central Texas? How can we help and everything? These are some of the things that we can offer. But I think that anytime you go into a community, really looking at those needs, really looking on on how we can collaborate. But we're here looking, and I, there's nothing I'd love more than to to be back uh, in town more often. Now I'm not leaving Houston, but it just gives me a great excuse. You to really come. just got there, right? Yeah, you haven't it, been there. That it, long. it gives me a great yeah. excuse to, yeah. like, even what to be my back. husband says whenever we come and we visit, mm-hmm. and, and like we do, often do. My mom is still here. We always say it's really good to be home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's always good to have you, and here about the good work that you're doing is it's kind of a different in a way than the veterans one stop but still working with with folks who who need that extra help you know and it's very exciting you know I still am working with veterans mm-hmm. this allows me not to just work with 
with veterans, but I am because with the Mission Act, which was a wonderful thing that was passed, uh, veterans are allowed to go outside of the VA for help. Right. And so we are seeing, um, there, there are times that about half of the facility in Houston is a veteran. Really? And so that's very exciting. And, and also um, with family members, you know, I, I always say to each and every one of them that come in, you know, you were my military family. How can I support you? And it does allow, you know, that there's a bond there with that as well. But we don't just treat veterans. But, but you know, to me, that's always a special place in my heart. And I'm really excited that, that we're able to do that as well in Houston. Well, that's a great work you're doing. And um, I like to end these visits with a little questionnaire. It's similar to the one the late, great James Lipton used on Inside the Actor's Studio. That rings a bell. May or may not. What is your favorite word? Oh, my goodness. Um, again, it kind of goes back to what I've done is resiliency. Resiliency is a beautiful word. Of course, it, you know, it, it's overused sometimes, but resiliency. And um, no matter what you're faced with, whether it's addiction whether it's depression, anxiety, financial stressors, when, you, when you're resilient, when you bond with those around you where you reach out and get the help that you need, you can be that person that you were before or even better. Yeah, um, there's a it, new day. It, there's always a new day. So yeah. resiliency. Yeah, oh, that's great. What's your least favorite word? Hmm. Well, my husband would probably say that my least favorite word is no, because <laughs> he says I, I refuse to ever listen to the word no. And if you say no, I'm going to find a way to get around it and ask <laughs> you for a yes. And so um, I would probably just say the word no, because don't ever say that you can't and, and there's no hope or there's no options. Um, just keep looking for that, yeah. that way to get to yes. Well, then what turns you on creatively? spiritually or emotionally? Um, in my home, uh, we, we are really about servant leadership. That is really, that defines who we are. You know, my husband served 25 years in the military. Um, my daughter did so many things here in town. My son, bless his heart, any of those Aggies that are listening, he's in, in the Aggie magazine this month uh, because <laughs> of things he's doing. He's serving. He's in Korea. Please pray yeah. for him. Oh, he's yeah. right on the line in, in uh, Army Medical right now. But really, service, you know, mm -hmm. that, 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 that the ability to do something outside myself. And, you know, it's not Delisa doing it. You know, I think there's something that's greater that that leads us to be where we're supposed to be and and helps the people that are listening or people that are out there that need that to hear this. I believe that there's a divine guidance that truly brings us all together. Yeah, absolutely. Then what turns you off creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? I think that... Um, the uh, the judgmental the stigma um the uh the uh, it, that goes along with with anything you know we we struggled that with with veterans you know uh, with with people that are going through that that you think that they can never change um 
we get that in their head that it'll they'll never be any different. They'll never be any better. Um, That's just not true. If you have hope and you have faith in God, there's nothing that can't happen. Mm-hmm. So, what is your favorite sound? What sound do you love the most? You know, whenever I was sitting at my house in Woodway, one of my favorite things to do, I love coffee, um, would be to sit and drink my coffee and listen to the birds. I think that there is something beautifully therapeutic about how they're singing. And, you know, we might complain that it's too cold outside. It's too wet outside. You know, I don't have enough worms, right? But not them. (laughs) They're out there just singing and, 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 and their noise is bringing joy to us. So Mm -hmm. I'd say birds. Yeah, very good. Well, what's your least favorite sound? Well, again, it might just be silence, you know, because I love people so much, right? I, yeah. I love I love conversation and laughter and everything. It's very hard for me to just not hear anything. Um, I know we're supposed to take that time and everything, but uh, silence is not always my friend. Not, not always golden. <laughs> uh, what other profession would you have wanted to try? Besides what you're doing now. You know, it's interesting. I had, uh, I was, I, my plan was always to go to Baylor Law School. Oh, really? Um, mm-hmm. for, for those of you that don't know uh, my background, my daddy was a cattle rancher in, uh, up in Northeast Texas. And I came back to Texas after his death to try to help with that. But I had always uh, wanted to, to serve uh, in in that manner or you know look at at Washington of course I don't know if I want to be in Washington these days I definitely (laughs) uh, respect uh, you know uh, Pete Sessions and all the others that are up there right now uh, in that mess but I just visited last week with Bill Flores to talk about his decade of service there there are ups and downs (laughs) yeah absolutely but I I uh, Again, it, it goes back to service, right? I mean, mm-hmm. what what are we doing? What are we doing as the bigger picture? What do we do to make the world a better place in our in our little small way? You yeah. know, I think that that's the the greatest thing at the end is, you know, when I'm gone, was there anything that I did in this world, even if it was just helping one person, one veteran? Um, raising two amazing kids that they can go and do things. But, you know, can I make a difference in this world? Mm -hmm. What profession or job do you know you would not want to do? Well, I will say that whenever I was at Baylor, um, I needed to put food on the table, and I worked in a a daycare center, and and (laughs) that, you know, people were biting and, and crying and screaming and pulling hair. And so God bless our teachers, whether it's at a, at, at a preschool yeah. or a high school or anything like <laughs> Nursery that. Nursery worker. You, you have the patience of Job. Um, That's a calling. You know, that you, it is a calling, and it, it was not Delisa's calling. Yeah. Um, but uh, I did do it for a little while because, I, you know, like anything else, anything I do, I say I'm, I'm going to be able to show that I can – I can stick with it and 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 stay there for a while, but but God bless our teachers because that is 
That is a hard job. That's a tough job. Well, finally, what do you want to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You know, it's like that Garth Brooks uh, song uh, whenever he's saying, good ride, cowboy, good ride. I, 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 I'm not a cowboy, but I would just, I, I think that he would say, you know, good job. You know, thank you for even though things were tough, you didn't give up. If we really look at every person that we serve as Christ and what would we do for, the, for that person, um, I hope that my life can reflect my heart. Well, it has, <laughs> I can say. And uh, how can folks learn more information about promises? They can go, again, to our website. I mm-hmm. think most people can uh, will jump on their computer or their phone at www.promises.com. You know, mm-hmm. Look Very at easy. our facilities uh, throughout Texas. If you are in college, and all the different services that you have, all are right the different there. things. If mm-hmm. you're if you're in uh, College Station next Friday, stop by and see Miss Cameron, who is our CEO there. Again, Dallas Hill Country, but um, if if you have a loved one or if you are suffering uh, from this disease and everything, reach out. Reach out to us at Promises. Reach out to someone. Um, this doesn't have to be the end of your story. Well said. Thank you so much, Delisa Russell. Thank you for having me, Ann. It's been fun. Thank you. Central Texas Living is part of the Rogue Media Network family. Be sure to check out their other shows at roguemedianetwork.com. Please rate us five stars on iTunes and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Join us again soon for more Central Texas Living, the podcast. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.